As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The Sunranto Show is brought to you by all of our Patreon subscribers. Find out more about how you can become a Patreon subscriber at patreon.com slash sunranto. You get the show early. You get the show completely ad-free. You get access to our show notes, all of our game matchup notes. It's a great deal. So join us. It's only a dollar a month. Patreon.com slash Sunranto. If you never want to hear me say this again, just go give us a dollar a month at Patreon.com slash Sunranto, and you'll never have to hear me say this in a podcast again. Patreon.com slash Sunranto. Do it! Cody Blue Blood flowing through our veins. Sitting in the bleachers in the rain. We shed a million tears and drank as many old style beers out at the game. Let's go, Cubby Sunranto with Michael Sunranto and Crawley Sunranto and the lovable loser Sunranto with Michael Sunranto and Crawley Sunranto and the lovable losers Sunranto Fucking situation that we're in right now. Hey, welcome to the Sunranto Show. I'm Danny Rockett. We got uh, Michael Cotton and Crawley in tow. And um, gosh, uh, you know, it, it was kind of a fun weekend. Bleacher Bum Band played. It was weather was absolutely beautiful in Chicago. The cup snakes were, were in full effect out there in the bleachers. But damn it, if the Cubs didn't suck a big fat egg against the Miami Marlins. Why can't the Cubs beat the Marlins? Oh, I know. What is the deal? The last time the three of us were at a game together was last year in the playoffs, and they scored one lousy run with an Ian Happ home run. And then, like, this weekend, it was all the same crap. They got their asses handed to them, outscored 50 million to two. Over the last five games that the Cubs have played against the Marlins, they have scored six runs. Six it, runs over five games. And that doesn't even count earned versus unearned runs. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they gave you some freebies this weekend in the victory yesterday. Yeah, and one of the runs was just like, you know, garbage time anyway. You know, like Jason Hayward's meaningless home run on Saturday. Oh, yeah. You know, I didn't even – I wasn't even there to see it. I was already setting up for the Bleacher Bum Band show. So um, I do. I do want to thank everybody. I mean, start on a positive note. Uh, we we had a great time on Saturday. Everybody came out. We packed G Man Tavern. Had a really really good time. We got everybody got hammered. People were dancing, singing along. You know, just everybody that came. I just thank you so much. You know, that yeah, was, that was a lot of fun. And Danny, I got to meet a whole bunch of your family. Uh, you know, Jessica and your sister Alyssa and your mom. I don't even know your mom's actual name. It's just Danny's mom. Yeah, it's just, that's that is her actual name. Her god that's her name was Danny's mom. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I, you know, I met all them and and your cousin in law Jason and like they were all really nice. It was a lot of fun. And at the show, seeing like 
your sister and your mom and your cousin like all dancing together and rocking out. Like you, you guys are basically maybe just a hint off of punk rock, and to see them dancing and you know. It's it was just you know it's cute it's funny to see them doing that so yeah my mother did complain we were too loud though of course but I was expecting <laughs> yeah. that I I already told Lauren who is does an awesome job doing our sound almost every show I already told Lauren I said I said just so you know my mom is going to come back and complain that it's too loud and sure enough she did so Lauren gave her earplugs <laughs> it was perfect hey guys guys I saw the earplugs yeah guys we do have some uh, breaking news oh we do. Did we trade yeah. away the entire team and get younger? No, it involves somebody that we – it involves somebody we've made fun of numerous times, and it's confirmed something that I put on Twitter a long time ago. Uh, it says here, former MLB player Ben Zobris is suing Forrest Crane & Company CEO Brian Yawn. If you don't know who that is, he is the pastor at the Community Bible Church in Nashville, accusing Brian Yawn of having an affair with his wife. Yeah, well, we knew that before. I've been saying wait, this. Wait, hold on. You can sue people over uh, cheating on your like with your spouse. Per yeah. that report, Zilbris paused his 2019 season for about four months as he and 36-year-old Juliana addressed their marital problems during that stretch. Ben Zilbris lost about eight million in income, according to the lawsuit filed in May uh, filed May six in Nashville. Wow. Well, I said she was stooping the pastor. I've been saying this, and everybody's like, oh, you don't know. I'm like, I don't know. I heard some stuff. I, I, yeah, so, when everybody knows the same, the exact same rumor, it's either uh, a fucking QAnon conspiracy or it's Ben Zobra's wife is fucking the pastor. Fucking the pastor. <laughs> <laughs> I, actually, I actually sent him a I, – I, I sent the pastor – a message asking if he'd like to come on. This was this was when it happened. I heard this from this pastor, and I sent him a message. He never replied about showing up. Uh, uh, I wonder why. <laughs> Good crawling. Hey, uh, I'd like to talk to you about the affair you're having with a famous baseball player's wife. And he's like, oh, oh sure, let me hop on the the old Twitterverse with you, Crawley. That sounds like fun. Um that is, uh, that's, I mean, obviously we all mi uh, missed Ben Zobris that year and we wish him the best, but uh, that's, that's messed up. But I get, I want to get back to this. Like, I didn't know you could sue thing. Seriously, if, if I could sue, I mean, I lost a lot of money too. I lost a lot of money out of the divorce itself in my life. So can I uh, sue the neighbor that my ex-wife was stooping? I guess so. I guess Apparently, I it's, you know, if you've got the money to get a lawyer, I guess it's fucking all fair game now. All right. I, all right. I got to get on the, the I got to get a lawyer. If any lawyers out there that want to sue on my behalf, the asshole next door, uh, that would be great. That would, that's I really great. I, I just absolutely never realized that you could do that. Like, I didn't that's know. crazy. Je Jeff writes in, Bleacher Jeff writes in, yeah, wait, I need to get a lawsuit together too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we really, uh, we should, maybe we could do a class action against all the cheaters of the world. You know, that would be, just get all the money at once. Um. All right, well, all right, that's my thanks for the Bleacher Bum Pan Show. Now I have some bad news, and it's very sad. And and one of the guys, a good friend of ours, uh, Scott, he got, uh, he was at the Bleacher Bum Band show. We had a great time. He was one of the people dancing around and stuff. And then later on that night, he got shot. And it's really fucked up. So I just wanted to, like, shout out to him. If you know Scott uh, at all, just, you know, 
just keep you keep him in your thoughts. Uh, he lost uh, a kidney, his spleen, uh, sustained damage to his stomach, diaphragm. I'm just reading it off his Facebook post here, and but uh, he's lucky to have, have his life, and he's a great friend of uh, Bleacher Jeff. And I just want to kind of put out there that you know we're all pulling for you, Scott, and like. Sorry that happened to you. Everybody, please be careful out there. It's kind of a – I know that everybody's excited to get back out there and have a lot of fun and come to, you know, co- come to Wrigley and go to the park and party and drink at the lake and all that shit. But, you know, it's been – we had a fucked up year last year, and I feel like it's the beginning of summer here. You know, gunshot or firework is a real game played in Chicago, and it's not a game. So it's just be careful. Be, watch your back. Be careful. Don't go out late at night. Chicago has some rough streets still. <laughs> Just, you know, be yeah. really careful. Um, so get well soon, Scott. You know, I hope to see you back. Um, and um, just sorry that happened to you. Um, the Sunranto Show is brought to you by the Spotify Green Room app. Uh, you might have heard of the Spotify Green Room app when it was known as Locker Room, where uh, we do a show every single Tuesday at 6 p.m. Central about all sorts of different things. It's a conversation that you can have with us. Last time we did uh, our Cubs regrets, and the time before we talked to Matt Cameron about his Cubs art, it was awesome. Well, uh, guess what? Now on Spotify Green Room, we still have a show at 6 p.m. Central, and you can come and hang out with us. All you got to do is download this audio-only sports talk platform on the iOS and Android app store. It wasn't available for Android before. It is now. So uh, check in with us there. Download the Spotify Green Room app. Follow Sunranto Show. Uh, and uh, you'll find us every single Tuesday. And you might find all sorts of other stuff. You can start your own darn room if you want to. Uh, just download it for free. Create a profi- profile. Link your Twitter. Join the MLB group. Join the Cubs group. And uh, follow Sunranto Show. Be notified when my room goes live. And um, anyway, see you Tuesday. Come, come by 6 Central on the new Spotify Green Room app. Thanks for sponsoring the podcast, Spotify Green Room. Now, here's uh, somebody that's kind of sorry he, he became a Cubs writer. Paul Sullivan out there with the article. And I think we can talk about this in terms of a lot of what's going on right now. Paul Sullivan writes an article, just dropped, said Cubs should be sellers at the deadline. 
What say you? I I agree with Paul Sullivan 100%. The Ricketts should sell the fucking Cubs. Just get the fuck out. You won your thing. You got your money. Fucking sell the Cubs, and uh, we'll all be happy. I mean, I assume that's what the article's about, right? No, Unfortunately no. not. Oh, oh yeah. shit. May, oh, okay. Robert, <laughs> Robert Sanchez, also at the gig the other night, uh, writes in, Cub druggist, fuck Paul Sullivan. So that's, that's, I think we know where uh, he stands. So and, I, uh, look, let, let's be honest here, okay? You have a couple different ways of looking at this, depending on if you're Paul Sullivan, whether you're a Cubs fan, whether you're the Ricketts. Everybody has a perspective on this. And so... We can live in a world where we say to ourselves, okay, you know, this is what the Ricketts should do, but that doesn't mean that's what they're going to do. Um, you're looking at a situation, if you're Jed Hoyer, and you have to ask yourself, is this a team that you believe is maybe one or two pieces away from making a run? Okay? You got three guys walking next year who, honestly, again, this is funny that it gets brought up because right now they don't have value again. We'll talk about this shortly, but Bryant, Rizzo, Baez, I mean, they have some value, but you're selling when they're at a low. You get what I'm saying? If you sold, if you traded KB when he was putting up MVP numbers, it's a different story. Right now, he's struggling and slumping, and we're going to talk does about any that of this. Bit. What does any of this mean, Carly? Do you think they should sell, or do you think they should fucking go for it? Because they have a first-place team, and they might only be fucking one or two spots away. Like I literally, I, it, it's, yeah. it's, I'm, I'm glad I'm not in Jed Hoyer's position because what we've seen from this team this year is very, it's the same thing we've seen since Theo declared the offense broken in 2018, 2019, 2020. Hot streaks, cold streaks. When they're good, they look like they can do anything. When they're bad, they disappear. And again, they're going to be facing tough pitching in the postseason. You're not going to face four and five starters. You're not going to face call-ups. You're not going to face up triple-A guys when you get to the postseason. So if you think this but That doesn't mean anything to the fans, Crawley. Like, what the not, fuck I'm do you saying, think they should do? Do you I, think I'm they should saying, fucking... Right. Do you but, think but, that they should sell? That's... I mean, it's a, it's an easy question. You just talked for, like, the last five minutes about what Jed Hoyer should do, what fucking... Uh, you know, a the fan, Ricketts should fan, do. Fan, Who fucking fan, cares what they should do? Fan, what do you think they should do? Do fan, you want them to go for it on a fucking... <laughs> Team that's in first place. Yeah. Sure, <laughs> go I, for I, it. I believe I believe your head just exploded. Sure, <laughs> go for it. As, it as, as a fan, I, I banged on the table and my fucking camera just jumped all over the place. As a fan, I'd like to see them go for it. How's that? Okay, and that that's what I want to hear, Carly. Like okay. we all understand where they're at because we have to listen to shitbags like fucking Paul Sullivan telling us that they should fucking sell. But we're fans. We want the fucking team to win, and this is the last time this team's going to be together. And in I, my opinion, they might—they are possibly catching lightning in a bottle because this group of players would love to stick a fucking ring right up Ricketts' ass on their way out the yeah, door. I agree with that, but I mean, let me push back on all this a little bit because, as a fan, of course, you want to see the best possible team out there every single game, but. We've seen this. We've seen this show. We've seen this movie. This happens. You know, look what happened. We just talked about what happened in the against the Marlins last year in the playoffs. They didn't score any runs. They disappear 
in the postseason. They couldn't score any runs. They were scoring one run in 2018. They didn't even make it in 2019. 2020, they didn't do crap at the end. You know, they had one hot streak to start the, you know, the first 20 games of the season and they were garbage from then on in. And it's just like, would you, uh, would you be content to let these guys just all walk in their walk here and not get anything? Like, look at Schwarber. He's down in DC. They didn't get shit for him. They couldn't even trade him. And now he's like pounding home. He's hit three, fit like five last weekend. And Jock Peterson's been doing great. He's actually our only good hitter. But like, don't you want to see if there's somebody out there that would take a Chris Bryant bat even as a rental and get something in return? Not, not only that, something for this because they're not obviously going to walk. Not only that, but it's not like you sit there and you say, okay, Tom Ricketts, go to the store and buy somebody. It doesn't work that way. You're going to have to give somebody up. And so the question is, is how much do you want to give up? Because now you're gambling. You're going to be pushing chips in. So when the Cubs traded to get Araldis Trapman, they obviously gave up some good players. Or when they gave up, uh, when they went to get Jose Quintana, they felt they were good enough that they were willing to risk somebody that everyone's going to bitch about later because they had an opportunity to win now. I don't know if it's worth it giving up, say, a Keegan Thompson, Justin Steele. Uh, again, all the players that you have in the minors, somebody's going to sit there and say, okay, you want to trade for uh, Jose Barrios from Minnesota. You want a starting pitcher. That ain't going to come for nothing or just money. You're going to have to give up assets. Right, and that, and, and that totally makes sense, Crowley. I'm, and, I, and I'm with you on that because if you're going to give somebody up, but I don't want them giving up. That's the difference between selling and trading, right? If you trade Chris Bryant and get a fucking starting pitcher, okay. You know, but if you trade Chris Bryant for four fucking high schoolers that nobody's ever going to fucking see again and Zach Davies, fuck that. Like, that's not, you know, and honestly, everybody who says like, oh, well, they need to trade and get somebody better. How fucking good has that worked out for them? Okay. They haven't done great in the in the past and do we have any faith in this ownership to ever put a fucking extra dime into this team in the future if you if you're gonna win you're gonna win now that's always how it's going to be because the the cubs are going to be the goddamn pirates from now on they're going to fucking have a couple of good years because they get fucking lucky and if they don't maximize or you know capitalize on that they're not going to fucking do anything because the rickets are pieces of shit (laughs) it's all coming back to the rickets being pieces of shit but i like some of these comments in the chat little yumper writes in 40 million committed next year no reason not to buy in some acts aspect and extend and of course you know also wrote in about the hey why don't we extend kb rizzo and make a run to set yourself up not just for this year but years to come and I think that, you know, the reason that they're not going to do that is because of the CBA being up next year and they want to go into next year with basically no commitment on the book to see what happens. Because if it's a strike year, they don't want to like have anything hanging over their head. They want it's clean slate. I think that's why they're not going to add and that I think that Paul Sullivan might be on to something about what they may do and just get super young and get the prospects. And that is assuming you can get that done. Like Kimbrough could probably bring more than anybody. 
Yes. Right. Closing pitching, I think, brings more that, you know, even that kind of rental. Obviously, the Cubs overpaid for Chet with Chapman, but they needed somebody and the Yankees freaking fleeced us, you know. And then well, again, they, did they fleece you or did you get a top notch closer for a young prospect? That's what that, that's again. Right. That's no, I, I, I don't think they they fleeced them. The Cubs had a bunch of short stops. They gave up a good short stop and the the Yankees in the long run. You say, oh, did they come out better? I don't know. Have the Yankees won a World Series since that no. trade happened? No. And uh, the Cubs and have. Joe Kilgallen writes in, our good friend, uh, players don't get paid when they strike. I get that. But at the same time, I think that they want a clean slate. They don't want – they want to rebuild the team from like – I think they – I think they're in teardown mode. I really do. I I mean, they couldn't get any extensions well, that's, done. That's Guy Sirius's point. He says, he says, I'm right because, of course, I am. But we already had the player we needed. We traded him for four years from now, players. And that's you uh, Darvish. If we had you Darvish right now, would anybody be talking about – I mean, if we had you Darvish right now, we would possibly have two or three more wins just because we wouldn't have – we wouldn't have fucking Zach Davies April on that book. And I also agree with Joe that that was not a fleecing. I, I, I tend to speak hyperbolically because um, <laughs> Torres isn't, isn't good right now. What was the fleecing to me was the Eloy trade for the Quintana. And then, but then once again, everybody's got excuses for that. He's like, well, we didn't know he was going to be bad. <laughs> no, we didn't. We thought he'd be good. We, <laughs> we really did. Yeah. Um, again, there's nobody knowing what we knew back then that wouldn't do that trade all over again. Yeah, it, yeah, exactly. Every, everything's fine with the trades. In fact, they should have done more trades. That's why you're stuck in this position now where you have not had any roster turnover and, you know, go, and you're not, you haven't been able to, you know, do the, I mean, everybody that's overperforming this year, like your Patrick Wisdoms and your Alcantara's and stuff like that, we don't know if that's going to last. But that is kind of what you wanted it to be like, like that you had these dudes in the minors are about to come up like, you know, back in the day when, you know, we had your Schwarbers coming up and your Javi's coming up. Well, he was the first one up and your KB's and, you know, all these dudes coming up one by one and they're all succeeded. Solaire, you know, all these dudes. And so, um, we, we haven't had that for a long time. Let's talk a little bit here about this comment here by, uh, was that Mr. Pedge? Can't judge it on two games against the Marlins last year. Nobody's doing that. What we're, we're what yeah, we're doing? You're obviously new to the show, <laughs> right? What we're what we're taking a look at here, and I and uh, Scott Lindstrom, he puts up some interesting graphics. Uh, I like him on Twitter, and I'll kind of break this down in case you can't see it this well. But this has been the Cubs so far, as far as these are all thirty teams hitting by month. Okay, that month where we were all in panic mode. The Cubs were hitting about 215. They went 11 and 15 in April, one of the worst teams hitting wise. Okay. Then comes May. The Cubs go 19 and 8, and they're the third best hitting team, roughly about 268. Okay. Then you get to June, and miraculously, they're 9 and 9. This is the 30 teams. This is the Cubs right here at the very bottom when you look at that graph. And they are under, they are at about 180 hitting. So this is not based on two games versus the Marlins. This is not against the postseason in the Marlins. This is a continual pattern that we're seeing that the offense kind of just ebbs and flows in these massive waves. And all of a sudden, again, you're going to sit here and take a look at 
the postseason where you don't face, like I said, shitty pitchers at all. You're not going to face the four or five guy in the rotation. You're not going to have a spot starter. You're not usually going to have a bullpen game. You're going to be facing the best of the best of the best. And we're going to see it when they come up with the series against the Dodgers when you have to play face Walker Bueller. Okay. You need consistency from the offense, and that's been the problem nonstop. Yeah, nonstop for five years. And let me just point out some more numbers here. Here's KB specifically. After a really, really good start to his season, here's his last seven games. This does not include yesterday. Uh, He's two for 21 uh, with a walk. He's batting .095. That's just this week. His last two weeks, he's batting 140. Uh, and slugging 220, uh, only one home run in there. And in his last 30 games, which includes some of May, it's really not good. He's he's got a 357 slugging, a 303 OBP, and a 241 batting average. And he's only hit three home runs in the last month. And you know you kind of expect more out of him. So I mean, Carl, you said selling low. I mean, I don't know if it's like that, but I mean, because I don't think they're going to evaluate him just based on one month of time. I think they'll. Include the other month he played too, like yeah. when he was been good. But at the same time, it's not just him. I think people pick on KB because he's supposed to be better than everybody else. But if you look at the whole offense, this is the last fit two weeks for the offense. Uh, Rizzo and Peterson are the only people with OPSs over eight. Uh, uh, Rizzo's got four home runs in the last two weeks. Peterson's got five including two the other day, and then it drops off precipitously. Right, um, and as a lot of people in the chat are pointing out, May was the, uh, you know, Nico Horner, Duffy, Marisnik, they were in there, and they were actually providing a changeup in that offense, getting on base, uh, making it so there was, like, actual good pitches going to the boppers, stuff like that. And since they've been gone, it's a different team. It's so when those guys aren't in there, it's the broken offense that we've been hearing about for the last, you know, four years. When they're in there, it's enough of a switch up. Plus, it's it gives Ross more options on how he puts the lineup together than what he's got right now. So it, there is a situation where if these guys can come back, which Horner's looking okay, Duffy not so much. Uh, and Marisnik's already back and just not getting much playing time. If they come back and do what they did, this could be the May team again. Yeah, I mean, Horner, I mean, definitely that different kind of offense because look at these batting averages. This is the last two weeks. Chris Bryant, 111. Wilson Contreras, 111. Uh, Sergio Alcantara has been getting a bunch of at-bats because of the injuries, batting 125. Ian Happ batting 156. Wisdom uh, just came back, but he's uh, only batting 188, uh, and he and he stopped hitting home runs every day, which we really miss. <laughs> that was that was fun. Um, Baez batting 138, Hayward batting 167. Um, yeah, this is just not going to play. This is over how last how long? 15 days. 15 and if you days. look over the last 30 days, and like they're lucky to be nine and nine, they really are. You know, and they're ten and nine. They're ten and nine after yesterday. Okay, well, yeah. I mean, they're lucky. They're lucky as hell after. You well, know. And, and and that's all on the bullpen. That's just pure, yeah. straight. Get two runs, and the bullpen runs out the clock. And and I'm putting up more numbers here. And if you even go back over the last thirty days, Javi's batting one seventy nine. Wilson's batting one eighty four. Hap is batting one thirty three. It's even. He's actually gotten a little better now, if you can believe that. <laughs> Um, uh, and, uh, Hayward 125 actually gotten a little better 
<laughs> yeah. But no, and Chris Bryant's batting 233. Uh, Jock Peterson really is batting 228. He was in a little slump. So it's like, you know, you got nobody uh, the, really kind of carrying anything. And then the only good player if you over the last month was Patrick Wisdom, batting 303 with nine home runs. I mean, that's kind of historically good. At least Javi's slugging it. But, like, you know, it's it's just not – I mean, that, so getting back to don't judge it on two games against the Marlins. No, I'm going to judge it on the 70 games we've played and now that they just don't hit. The issue, again, and, and people are putting in the chat, well, we beat the, we swept the Dodgers. Great. Congratulations. You did, you did really good. Congratulations. And, again, it's, it's, a, it's a tough month. I grasp that. Grasp all these points. What I'm telling you is look at it from a macro vision right there. Don't look at it just this season. Look at the guys that you need to be guys. In the postseason, your stars need to be stars. Go take a look at the postseason averages for the guys that everybody wants to extend. And I'm not saying don't extend guys. I'm just saying I'm taking a look at it from a standpoint of do you believe that this team come October is going to be a team that makes a run? Some of you are saying, well, anything can happen. Yes, but there's probability. What do you think is the most likely outcome or scenario. And the difference between this year and the rest of the years is you have to worry about these guys walking away and getting nothing. Look, Lyle used to sit on this show all the time and talk about, you got to fucking strike when the iron's hot. When you're in first place, you got to go for it. You can't fucking take a year off. You can't do that. And he was right. And we realized that now because in, you know, 17, 18, and they just start dropping off, 19, you know, you've got to always, you have to go for it. If you have a team, you have to go for it. Regardless, if you think your fucking option, like, if you can make the postseason and your probability is 5% to win the World Series, you still fucking go for it because the guy that didn't get in the postseason has a zero, right? And you've got to do it. I mean, we've seen, we saw the Cardinals back in fucking 06 or something. The worst goddamn team to ever win the fucking World Series. They did it. You know, I would love to see the Cubs pull something like that off. And we have seen with some of these role players in their spots, they can come alive. And the bullpen is a fucking world-class bullpen. Now, the starters... Who knows? Yeah, I was just going to say, do you want to talk about the but starting again, pitching but, now? Right, but again, they traded. Gonna... It's their own fault. It's fucking Jed Hoyer's fault. It's uh, Tom Ricketts' fault for trading away the best pitcher that you had. You traded the best option that you had for a postseason run away because they're trying to fucking move this team to Miami just like they did in Major League. Okay. They're trying to fucking tank this season. And, you know, if I want to look at it as a macro, right, macro, I look at the Ricketts as deadbeat fucking owners. I think they're pieces of shit, and I think they're going to fucking run this uh, team into the ground. They're going to rebuild every, you know, every fucking five minutes just because, you know, they want to. They don't give a fuck. Hotel Zachary, you know, that's where their money is. You know, they, they have money otherwhere. And uh, Joe Kilgallen said, we need to boycott if they're going to fucking rebuild. That's super hard to do with the fan base. But you guys saw it. Well, Crowley, you didn't see it. You weren't there this weekend. Father's Day weekend, they were not selling out on perfect days 
Yeah. Perfect days for baseball. There was thousands of seats still open. They're still drawing better than most, but they aren't packing that place like they used to. And that is just a harbinger of things to come because this fan base is going to fucking stop going to the games. If they have to pay a hundred dollars to go watch, uh, the team get beat 11 to one. Well, we talked about it in the last show. I think there's a confluence of things going on. You had the pandemic. I think people are still like not quite ready to go out. Some people, I think there's a, and, and then there's the high ticket price prices that the Cubs are charging. Uh, that that's part of it. Tickets went on sale much later than they usually do. So people didn't really have time to plan. I think there's a lot of things going on there, but I, but I think part of it is the baseball. And, and Carl, you said, and I've been thinking about this a lot. You said, I think people got used to doing other shit. I think both of you guys said that. Like they, people got used to, Hey, maybe spend a little bit more time with family going out on a boat, you know, to, to going on a hike instead of it. And so, and cause I know Carl, you said, you're like, I'm, I'm worried for the future of the sport mm-hmm. and how poorly it's run and how it, it could end up being unpopular. Um, I mean, and the Cubs specifically will make themselves more and more unpopular if they can't get a deal done with any of their top stars that, and People you can't charge that. the you can't charge the top three ticket prices in baseball if you don't have something worth watching. And I guarantee, like I said, I just I know for a fact they are burning through that season ticket holder waiting list like that paper is on fire. How many people that they call up? Hey, you're up, and they're like, "Well, no, I'm not interested anymore." Like that desire, and I always wonder, and I'm sure there's going to be pieces written in the future. How many people, you know? I think the Cubs marketing slogan one year was when it happens. Like that was the big magic around it. When it happens, what happened? And for a lot of people like, okay, well it happened. And now you're charging me X amount of dollars and $12 a beer. And the prices are through the roof. You know what I mean? You're charging me taxes. I don't think people are going to want to go. And so when I take a look at Paul Sullivan's article and I look at this situation, more than anything, and people bring up the 2000, I think it was the 2006 Cardinals. That was the exception, not the norm. And to do that, you need pitching, and starting pitching is the glaring weakness. So the Cubs are at least two really good starting pitchers away from having a very competitive pitching staff. You have, ooh, to me, Zach Davis, I don't know if you would make any postseason pitching staff. I know Trevor Williams wouldn't. Adbert, I don't know how many innings they're going to put on that arm. Uh, you know, Alec Mills? Anybody? You know, uh, Jake Arrieta? We, we'll get to Jake Alec Arrieta. Alec better yesterday than we've seen a lot of these guys. Pitch. What I'm saying it, is... It might be time for him to take a fucking spot in the rotation right, every what I, day. I'm not disagreeing with these better than what we've been seeing. I'm just saying is you have to take a look at the starters. You're going to roll out your top three to four starters and ask yourself, is this really going to legitimately give us a chance? You only because- got Hendricks, and he's not even having a good year. You know what I mean? It, and he's been inconsistent. So you don't I'm really just saying you can, you can sell this year. Uh, you know, you've got a first-place team, and you can go ahead and fucking wave the white flag and sell this year. It's not getting better next year. There might not even be baseball next year. In the year after that, who the fuck are they bringing? Because they had a whole year of no baseball. You know, so 2022, good chance there's no baseball at all. And then 2023, 
we're in the same situation where they're like, well, we can't hurt anybody's arms because nobody played last year. We only had a few games and they were just fucking soft tossing. Well, so everybody everybody's going to be hurt. If there's no baseball every next year, everybody will be in the same boat. Every team yeah, everybody's in the same yeah. boat this year because yeah. everybody played sixty games last year. So I mean, and I mean, I guess to me, it's it, it is a tough decision whether to sell or not. I'm I am of the opinion that you that they do not. I don't think they are even capable of obtaining the talent they would need for a deep playoff run. I don't. It, I don't. I don't even think they've got the chips to push in to get it. I agree, and I do agree with you there, Danny and and Crawley. Even though it doesn't, it may not sound like I agree with you. You you know you you can trade, but I don't want to trade if the trade is going to be for fucking bullshit prospects that we may never we may never see. I don't want that. If a trade is for one of uh, if a trade is for the pitcher that we need, even one. I will I will fucking take the one and see what happens in the postseason because we have an opportunity this year. Because I'm telling you right now, everybody keeps saying, like, extend Baez, extend Rizzo, extend KB, all this shit. I'm with you guys. I wish they could. But guess what? All those dudes are fucking leaving. Everyone. Rizzo <laughs> is like, fuck you guys. I'm out. Peace. Fucking KB has never been in, and Baez is the only guy who's literally been like, I'll stay. I fucking love it here. But guess what? If the other guys aren't back, and he's got to play on this team all by himself, because, hey, newsflash, Wilson Contreras leaving too. Fucking, he's just got one more year, and then his fucking ass is out too. He doesn't care. Like, none of these guys care because this fucking ownership has made them hate the business, right? They're doing their best to maintain their love of the game. And it's hard when the business is so fucking intrusive and bad. Well, speaking of, of, of doing shit, things shitty, the business, there were some roster moves. Kyle Ryan was brought back up. Uh-huh. Corey Abbott was sent down and Robert stock DFA. This is one of those moves. They did him dirty, Robert Stock. I mean, yeah, that was yeah, yeah they th- did. That was just absolutely awful. The guy goes to the minors, doing great as a reliever. He's hitting triple digits. Okay, Cubs don't have a lot of guys throwing triple digits. Okay, and and they they sit there, and th- we'll get into the Marlins series. But uh, you know, th- I'm still looking at that Grandpa Rossi. Well, well, our starters need to go longer, and then the only one he makes go longer is Robert Stock, who's a reliever. And then they DFA him. And they had Corey Abbott. Corey Abbott came up at the same time, and he's a fucking starter. Like, they could have started Corey Abbott and then brought in stock. Like, that's how it should have been. Piggyback him, yeah. I mean, how the fuck is David Ross dumber than the three of us? That's and then, and then you look at the series, right? He big speech. We need we need innings. We had to give innings. We had to give innings. You know, we can't do this to our bullpen. Stock has to wear one. Hendricks goes out and wins the finale in New York. And then the first two games, he pulls the starters in like the third inning. Yeah. Yeah. Let's take a look at this. Uh, some of these, some of these games. Uh, yeah. Zach Davies, he actually ended up going six in game one of the series against the Marlins, but it was not good. Eight earned runs, just, um, 
I mean, just wow. <laughs> that was hey, oh, Danny, uh, I know we talked about this before. Did you want me to read the poems before we oh, yeah, talk yeah, about each yeah. game? Or? Let's, yeah, let's let's uh, let's get it. Let's do game one poetry. I do. I, I do have a quick question before we hit it, and it's because okay. I, I I texted this to Michael. I know you're not a big Bugshiambi fan. Fucking where were you? Him. Where were you with Chris Myers? Oh, he's better than he's better than the bat in the hanger, the fucking green goblin, the goddamn uh, booger McFucking Farland or whatever the fuck his goddamn stupid name is. Myers is better. He's fucking hands down way better. Do you want to know why? Myers watched the game. There's a fucking baseball game going on right in front of him, and all he did. Was watch the game and, and tell, tell me what, what the fuck was going on at the game. And guess what? As a fan watching the game, I appreciate when the fucking guy talking to me watches the goddamn game. <laughs> fucking shabby did, did, did somebody put cocaine in your coffee today? I mean, Jesus, I just, you're ranting early and often. I mean, I'm, well, you know what? After this fucking series, I'm just yeah, losing my goddamn mind. <laughs> I, I mean, I was at the game. I went. To, I, I went to the game on Saturday. Uh, you know, and it was the worst game I've ever seen at Wrigley. It was the fucking worst game I've ever seen. And the other thing I'm pissed off about, you want to know what I'm really pissed off about? <laughs> we're in first so. fucking place. We're in first fucking place. And yeah. this is what we're talking about. Look at I want to be in first place talking about, like, I fucking love the Cubs. I love this guy, and I love that guy, and I can't wait for this guy to do this thing. And I fucking love the fact that these guys were hitting the ball all over the fucking place, and they hit home runs, and they hit, and they bunted, and they stole, and they did all the shit. They did all the shit that makes baseball fun. But instead, I got to watch the three true fucking outcomes suck balls for the last week, and yeah. then the the two times they win are just the fucking dink and dunk games. Like, what the fuck? We know what wins. Uh, so Play that way. Tony Andraki had put, um, I think this was at, during yesterday's game, uh, the Sunday game. He said, Cubs played their first run of the game on a pass ball as Hayward motors home while Chris Bryant swung through the pitch. Um, and then he followed that tweet up with, first time in a week, the Cubs scored a run without a home run. Yeah. Rizzo's Fine. RBI single versus St. Louis last Sunday was the previous one during the Cardinal sweep. And then I saw that you put this in the chat, if you want to read this, Crawley, from Sahadev. Yeah, Cubs offense last 15 games has become entirely two home run dependent. 65% of their runs scored via the homer, and they're batting 206 with a 6.1% walk rate. 29th in baseball during that span. So the fact that they're doing as well as they are is just remarkable considering, and then not only that, I've got, I can't remember what the stat was, but almost every one of those home runs, I think there was three, two or three three-run home runs. The rest were all solo home runs of the 12 home runs. Yeah, so nine of, nine of, right, nine of them were solo home runs. Did Jack yeah. Peterson in that first game, you know, actually the Cubs were winning that. People forget that. They were winning that game until the uh, big grand slam that uh, Davies gave up to uh, Duvall. And uh, but look at only four lousy hits, two of them home runs, both by Jack Peterson. That's their only scoring. Uh, and yeah, it was just like it's all they can do. Nobody's ever on base, and that's where you're missing your Nico Horners of the world. You know, yeah, they, that uh, guy unfortunately, was on- yeah, unfortunately, the Marlins know how to get guys on base before. 
before the home before run. the home run, yeah. And then uh, you know, just getting into Davies, at least he went six. Um, Winkler was not good in this game either. His ERA now one forty six. A oh, terrible Dan, <laughs> you know. But the game was already lost by then, you know, because uh, Duvall hit two. One of them was off Winkler actually, and then um, there was also a three run homer by a birdie. Um, who like I'm like who the hell is this guy? Birdie, like you, nobody's ever heard of you, and you're just hitting three run homers. Hey guys, and, do you uh, remember what we were? We went through the last show. We went through the the last breakfast we had. We were looking through their lineup, and we were kind of giggling and laughing, like hee hee hee, Birdie and and Jizz Chelholm and all all this shit. Yeah, we were just laughing, Chazholm. And and so we're sitting there, and, and the one thing we said, and I remember saying this clearly. I said, "Don't pitch to Duval because he can hurt you with the long ball. Careful with Marte." That was it, and even and they gave how many home runs did he have? What four home runs? Five home runs in the series? Duvall, yeah, it was ridiculous. He, I mean, yeah, and yeah. Then, he went two in the first one, and was it one or two against Jake? Well, one two, against two Jake. Against, I thought he did two against Jake. Well, here's here's Jake's line. Well, uh, I, I don't know because Jake wasn't in the game long enough to give <laughs> two home runs to the same player, right? Yeah. He like, did only, he make it through the fucking order once? Yeah, Jake. Uh, he ended up <laughs> pitching. Um, let's see what, what sixty pitches um, in this game. Three innings only. Didn't have it. Six or uh, six runs. Only four were earned because like the game kind of started rocky with the error. But, um, it, you know, at the same time, like, he still sucked. You know, he did manage to have five strikeouts in those three innings. So he was striking dudes out, but he also gave up two home runs. So uh, that game got out of hand pretty early as well. Um, and then, uh, you know, the Cubs had three lousy hits in that one. Uh, they- just, just so you know, um, Duvall hit a home run in that game off Arietta in the first with one on, and then he hit one in the third. Oh, so he did get Arietta twice. Twice, yeah. Tagged him twice. Oh, man. So you got four home runs within the first two games of the series. Oh, uh, here's the other thing about the Arietta thing, Danny. Before we move on, Robert Stock we just talked about, and the thing that they did to him in the fifth inning, they made him go out there and bat for himself. A fucking minor league reliever had to go bat for himself, and then they pulled him after he struck out. And then in the third inning, they – have Jake go out and hit for himself. He gets hit by the fucking pitch, goes to first, and then they pull him from the fucking game. And it wasn't because he got hit by the pitch. It's because he sucked. But yeah, well, like two hundred two times in one week, David Ross is sending his pitcher out to hit, knowing he's pulling him before the next. This is, he hates the DH, I guess. You guys, you guys, <laughs> you guys were at the game, and I'm like. It's funny because, like, you know, like, I was like, man, I really hope Cotton and uh, Danny catch a good game. I know Danny's mom was there and all that stuff. And I'm like, oh, God. And so I'm looking at this here. Jake Arietta last nine starts. This is from Gordon Whitmire. 8.05 ERA. Roughly, he's averaging four and a third innings per uh, start. Two and five record plus today. And so this is what you guys were watching as the game was happening, is that these guys – weren't dinking and dunking. I know we've seen that with Hendricks where all of a sudden death by a thousand cuts. These guys, the red right there is showing the exit velocity of these things. These balls were getting smoked. He was getting smoked. Oh, I know. We saw it. Well, they, they, yeah, they were tagging him up hard, but they weren't, you know, you got the double, the single, the sack fly, the single, the ground out, the ground out, the fielder's yeah. choice. Those are all run scoring plays. 
And then there's two home runs. Those two home runs were, were, you know, huge, but the Cubs got beat by the double, the single, the sack by the single, the home run that ground out the field of choice. They were done already without the home runs. And that's how well, you actually do get the good fucking home runs that make a huge difference. But the big concerning thing is how hard they're hitting him. I mean, they are smoking the ball. It's not that it's not death by a thousand cuts. It's death by a thousand missiles. I mean, these they're they're bombing him. It's summertime and you know what that means? It's barbecue time. So why aren't you ordering from Sunranto's sponsor, Kansas City Steaks. Kansas City Steak Company wants to make this your best grilling season ever. So go visit KansasCitySteaks.com and you get 15% off your order and free shipping with code SD, Sam David at checkout. SD, sports drink at checkout. From classic cut steaks to USDA Prime to hard-to-find specialty cuts and more, Kansas City Steaks has everything you need to fire up the grill. These are steakhouse-quality steaks aged to perfection. They make it so easy. Each order is flash-frozen and delivered directly. Satisfaction guaranteed or your money back. Enjoy their butter-tender filet mignon, hearty Kansas City strip steaks, and savory ribeyes. It's been a hard year, so enjoy being together again by bringing the steakhouse to your house with Kansas City Steaks. Go to KansasCitySteaks.com and get 15% off your order and free shipping with code SD, sports drink SD, at checkout. That's KansasCitySteaks.com, code SD. And we thank Kansas City Steaks for sponsoring this podcast. Now, I wish they would send me some steaks, but, uh, you know, I guess they're going to have to try to send me money and then I'll buy the steaks. But damn it, I always lose at this. KansasCitySteaks.com. I mean, this is these are hard hit balls. These are not squibbers that are just fucking us over like the Pirates do to us and stuff or that the Marlins do. They're just Jake is just doesn't have it anymore. Like, I mean, he's had a couple decent starts this year, but that's been it. And he can't go against deep the into Jake. against the Pirates. He's like, you know, I mean, he just this was a bad I hate to say it, but like this was not a good signing. Like, the, you know, we knew this was just like, oh, people will come. They love Jake Gary, a little nostalgia situation, you know, probably like how it was, you know, or when they like brought, um, like Kerry Wood back, you know, and even and Kerry Wood was much better than Jake Arrieta's pitching this year. But when he came back, uh, no, and, he, no, he was bad. He, he, yeah, he, but, got, he, 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 he was, do you bad, remember he, he threw, I think, his mid into the crowd. He was so pissed off one day he got lit up. He had yeah. nothing. He came out the next day. He knew it. And yeah. that's where he had the kid run out and stuff. He was bad, too. That was and just it, pure nostalgia. The, yeah, and that's what this feels like, too. It's just like, oh, you know, it's the freaking Papa Joe Ricketts. He, when his sons told them that these idiots will show up and make $30,000 cup snakes, out of my overpriced Budweiser that I'm selling him, and they're going to come out no matter what and do it. You know, he was like, "Well, let's just give him enough. Let's let's hey, let's bring back hey, why, why don't we bring back Moises Alou to pee on his hands and play a little left?" So you know I'm looking I mean? at this. Like I said, I'm hoping that Cotton and Danny and Danny's family catch a good game, and then the lineup card comes out. And <laughs> oh I go, yeah, oh. You, you said that you were the first one to tell us. 
This is not a winning lineup. <laughs> yeah. It's I put this down. Fun fact. John Lester in 2019 had a higher batting average at 188 than the six through nine hitters in today's lineup. Nice. Let that sink in. So when you look at that, six through nine, I want to nice. say it was like Hayward, Hap, Lobatone, and Arietta. Okay. I can all show of, it to you. <laughs> yeah. All of those guys. Was I right in the order? Was it happened over Hayward or who? We've got Sogard, Hap, Hayward, Lobatone, Arietta. It was. I mean, that is literally almost right now, currently like four automatic outs. I mean, at least Sogard gets on base. Hap, Hayward, Lobatone, and Arietta is really the the dark part of it. But I mean, that's like. Innings worth of outs right there. (laughs) Sogard had a higher batting average than 2019 John Lester, so I did not include him in the nice six through nine. But but that's just telling you right there. And then the other big thing, I brought this up because you all know I have a close, you know, me and Miggy, tight, ring bears. You need, you need to have the arm of Wilson Contreras because that's always been the knock on Arietta. slow to the plate, doesn't hold runners on. That Danny is- actually said that same thing to me in the stance. He, he goes, didn't Miggy say that Miggy Ar- was right? Yep. Was right. Arietta was slow to the plate. Plus what's going on? Uh, does Jake Arietta not have some sort of beef with Wilson Contreras? Because that's not the first time that, it's like Lobaton is uh, Jake's own personal catcher now. The, I mean, that was the thing is that Miggy at the end of his career, and I'm not going to try to to do this. He he couldn't throw runners out really well. That was his knock even before he came to the Cub. He was a great framer, and he always had the knack for the clutch hit. But he wasn't a guy who had a cannon like Wilson Contreras. But when when I forget, and it's not going to help when you got a slow to the right plate and pitcher. I can't remember. What team it was against, but Miggy basically, same type of thing. If you watch the Marlins, they were running nonstop. It was literally, it looked like a day at the the horse track. I mean, like, second someone got on first, steal, steal, steal. They weren't even close. Everybody was five, Five stolen bases on Saturday off of Jake. In three innings. In three innings, yeah. They just, they were running all over him. It was, it, it was embarrassing. Yeah, I mean, it looked, it was embarrassing. I was embarrassed for everybody. And, uh, Dominic, uh, points out, Cubs only two hits on Saturday were from Sogard and Hayward, which is hilarious because those are the guys that you were saying uh, were going to ruin the game, and then they were the only people that actually showed up to do anything. I mean, it was garbage time when Hayward's well, hits a meaningless I, home run. I mean, I don't know if you say showed up. I mean, it's not like Sogard was great in the field, and he had one hit that didn't do anything. I mean, yeah. And then even in the win. You win yesterday 2 nothing. You just basically have to be complete lights out because Cubs are getting no hit for five innings of this one, too, until they finally they score a run without the benefit of a hit, you know, walks and pass ball, and is scores Hayward. And then the other hit was, you know, the one we just talked about, the the Rizzo, um, the, the scoring, um, the, uh, the, the after pinch. Well, Hayward got pinch hit for. By Patrick Wisdom, who takes a 15 pitch at bat, which is like historic, and then which results in a a, a single, which probably should have been an error. And yeah. then uh, you, you 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 had like I said, the Cubs were winning while getting no hit because oh, we're Brian, going to jail for this one. Bryant swings while well, I'm putting no volume. Bryant swings <laughs> and the ball gets past the catcher, 
and Hayward's able to score. So that, again, my mom was sitting there looking at it, and I'm talking to my dad. We're watching the game. I'm like, Jesus Christ, the Cubs are getting no hit. And my mom's like, how could they be winning one nothing? I'm like, basically, it was all like walks and errors and, and, and pass balls. Yeah, and then, and, and then and I actually would have loved to see one of those games where they get no hit and they still win. Like, it's that's so rare, but it would have been amazing. Like, it used to happen, like, pre-1960s a lot more than you see now. But uh, I think there wasn't – wasn't there, like, a double no-hitter and, and one guy I think lost. the White Sox had a double no-hitter against, like, the Yankees, and they fucking lost in the 10th or some shit like that. I, I think yeah. the same thing happened to the Cubs. I don't know why Hippo Vaughn is popping into my head. But here's the thing that bothers me more than anything, and I brought this up on the last show. You cannot have Ian Happ and Jason Hayward start the same game. I'm sorry. Not when you have Patrick Wisdom and not when you have Jake Marisnik. You can't have those two guys starting. You want to start one of them? Fine. Start alternating around, playing around. But what happens? The sit, the sit there, they, they bring in Wisdom, who has that, what, 15-pitch at bat, and then Marisnik gets on, and then that leads to Peterson getting a single, which, again, how that these we're talking here, this game was the first runs without a home run in a week. Yep. And, and, and you know, I, I have to say – uh, the Cubs crowd is actually, you know, a, a goddamn good crowd because when Wisdom came in for that pinch hit, all of a sudden, like getting into that, like th- I was, I actually came in because I heard everybody getting nuts and I'm like, what the fuck's going on? And I go in, I see Wisdom's up to bat and every, and you know, and, and this was like pitch 10 or something like that. But the crowd is loud and the crowd's on their feet and the crowd's getting it. This is a team that has been sucking for a full week. And yet they understood what was going on, that Patrick wisdom right there was going to be either the catalyst or the death of that game. And he got that fucking hit. And that really kind of, I think kept the sales blowing, scored the run. You know, they didn't ultimately need it, but it's a lot easier to pitch with two runs rather than one run when you're trying to fucking you know, close it. out yeah. the game. Well, and then uh, it, I love the three headed monster, <laughs> you know, they mills goes five, which, uh, you know, it, he's, just coming back from injury, uh, 77 pitches. Maybe they can stretch him out. Maybe he can take uh, some starts, like you said earlier, in the in, out of the rotation. Tapera goes two, so he's probably unavailable tonight against Cleveland. Uh, it strikes out two. Uh, then Chafin, this, the second head of the three-headed monster, into Kimbrell, who strikes out two and saves it for uh, – Was that was like a historic save for him, wasn't it? Wasn't that yeah, like, it, he uh, tied Jonathan Papelbaum for okay. ninth all time. And so, you know, it, it, I mean, he's been great. And um, the only other thing I want to point out about this game, especially the game you and I were at where they were just hitting the cover off the ball, is that there was a home run late in the game that went into the uh, left field well area. And uh, a Marlins fan caught the ball. Actually, two balls in that game were not thrown back. That, you know, and, you know, people chanted a little, throw it back, but it, it faded quickly. And just so we're clear about how this is supposed to work. Now, look at this fucking asshole. All right. Here's the guy who got the ball. He's in a Marlins jersey. He's got a dumbass porn mustache. And he's sitting there. He's holding the baseball. And, and his friend is taking a picture of him. And, and uh, I don't see a single Cubs fan 
dumping a beer on this guy. <laughs> I, do, I don't see it. In, or squirting uh, him with a hot Okay, dog I'm not going to sign off on that. That's. Yeah. <laughs> I don't see a single – I mean, and maybe it's because – and I'm going to bl- bring it back to Tom Ricketts. It's because the beer's too expensive. So That's a, true. Another Wrigley tradition of dumping beer on the guy who won't throw back the baseball is over because beers are $14. And nobody's going to dump a beer – that's fourteen dollars on anybody. Well, Six and look bucks, where that seven bucks, absolutely. But look where that Marlins fan is standing too. Do you know why he can do that? Because there are thousands of unsold tickets, so the fucking Marlins dude can just go sit in the first row, right in the first row in the bleachers there. And uh, and and also, I, I started a new thing, uh, kind of on Twitter, just because I, I have the new camera. My old camera took a dump. I got a new camera, and I was and I was taking lots of pictures of the cup snakes that were out there. But what I really love doing is like zooming in on specific people, like in the middle of the cup snake, because that's just this just, this shit's ridiculous. Like you got you got this guy. He's he's on his uh, he's got the cup snake uh, hoisted up on his shoulder. Uh, but he's still on his phone. He's just you know, looking at Twitter, his friends looking on. And then you got this clown. Uh, he doesn't look very comfortable. He's he's trying to keep that cup snake together. And uh, he, I took pictures of this guy for a while. I, I think he, his <laughs> arms were getting a little tired there in that picture. He's uh, there's there's a lot of cups in there. That's a lot of uh, that's a lot of fourteen dollar beers. Uh, and then this one's my personal favorite. You got these three dudes. This is at the start of the Cup Snake. They got their shirts off and their bucket hats, and they're enjoying themselves. And they're holding that Cup Snake, and they're, you know, they're hoping to get on bar stool tonight. And then uh, this is about an hour later. There's one guy left, and he's, <laughs> he's, he's, they're not quite as enthusiastic anymore. He's the the, the one guy who is he's who, looking around for his friends. Like where did we go? The friends are gone, and he's still there. He just got the cups on his shoulder, still holding that that uh, slobber tower up there. So yeah, good good he, luck. He's, to you, he's just Probably. like I wish somebody would hold this. I just want to put my shirt back on, then I'll take it back. I promise. He's like I'm getting a sunburn, guys. Come on, <laughs> could somebody hold this cup? Snake, everybody, you know. Uh, so, fuck you. We see you've been on that thing for an hour. We're done. I, I will say this: two of the games of this series were absolutely cup snake games. <laughs> like that yeah. is the games. Like once the once it was eight to eight to two on Friday, and you know the the first game was just off hand out of hand as soon as the Grand Slam got hit. Um, oh no, that was the first game. But they were any time a game's out of hand like this, by all means, cup snake away. I don't give a fuck. Um, so uh, anything else to add about uh, this series? I mean, I kind of don't want to talk about it anymore. It sucked. <laughs> I, I hate the Marlins, and I hate the fact that I have to hate the Marlins. Yeah, it's a stupid team to hate. Yeah, I hate the fact that I've only been to two games since 2019. They were both the Marlins, and the fucking <laughs> Cubs scored a grand total of two runs. Two fucking runs. I've seen 18 innings of baseball over two years, and it's been two runs. On solo homers, Michael. Yeah, yeah solo shots. <laughs> your, your favorite kind of play. I know, and, I, know, I know how much you love it. And who, who was it? It was Happ and Hayward. Just exactly who you'd expect to hit those solo shots, and nobody else was any good those days. The Sun Ranto Show is brought to you by all of our Patreon supporters. Please become a Patreon patron. It's how we keep the lights on at the podcast. It's why I'm bugging you right now. 
go to patreon.com slash sunranto. Patreon.com slash sunranto. For as little as a dollar a month, you can join up and become a patron. You get the show early and ad-free with your own RSS feed. You get access to all of our show notes, including the matchups for the coming series and uh, some of our show elements that show, like, you know, the batters and how they do against that pitcher and stuff like that. All that stuff is all included with the Patreon feed. Uh, It's basically screenshots of what I do off Baseball Reference. But, you know, it's still useful information. And um, at the $5 level, you get all the music and the photography that I take at uh, the ballpark. And I just want to mention this. I just had to buy my old camera. Took a crap. So I had to buy a new camera. And now I'm I'm now 300 bucks. Right? That's like a month of Patreon just about right there. So help me buy a new camera. Help me buy the tickets and beer for Crawley and Michael and me and everybody else that comes on this show. Because it costs a lot of money to make this show. And uh, you should help pay for it. Patreon.com slash Sunranto. At the $10 level... You get your name at the end of the show as a, a super ranter and a super supporter. Other, another thing that happens is you can join the super ranter group if you join Sun Ranto, uh Patreon's uh, campaign. I mean, there's all sorts of reasons to do it. There's really very few not to. It only costs you like 10 bucks a year uh, just to help us keep the lights on at the show. So support us, uh, and uh, we'll support you by uh, continuing to make this show. All right. Um, that's it. Patreon.com slash Sunranto. Don't make me tell you again. And I will also tell you this. Use our StubHub link. It's Sunranto.com slash StubHub. And uh, we get paid every time you buy tickets through there. So help us out that way too. Sunranto.com slash StubHub. Patreon.com slash Sunranto. You got to get this done, people. Otherwise, I'm going to quit. I'm just going to quit. And then you won't have a show to listen to. Ta! Fat chance. Patreon.com slash Sunranto. You wouldn't be hearing this if you had subscribed. Those people never hear shit like this. Only you do. Um, and the other freeloaders that don't help out the show. Patreon.com slash Sunranto. Help us out. Sunranto.com slash StubHub. I can't even say it. Actually, do what you want. Patreon.com slash Sunranto. So, uh, if you are going to, we're talking about a little bit about the Cleveland series. We got two, not series set. It is a set, a, a set, a set of games because there's only two. It's one of those stupid ass two game series. And if you're planning on going, what you should do is uh, click our link at the at our website uh, sunranto.com, and then there's a link called StubHub, and there's ads on it. Make sure your ad blockers off, and then you click on the link and you buy your tickets like you normally would, and then we get a dollar. So that would be really helpful to us so that we could parlay that into more tickets for us. Which we will buy on StubHub. Which we will buy on StubHub and the rather than from You know the last game of the season last game of this last game of the season we should go to the bleachers and we should be the ones that start the cup snake. Yeah, why not? Why not? And the wave. (laughs) I'm doing the wave too. No, no Cup Snake before the game. Fucking during the national anthem. anthem. We'll cup snake the whole thing. We'll get we'll get the cups reaching all the way to Mesmer. He'll put in the final <laughs> cup on the on the the home of the brave. And every, every, everybody wants the cup snake to go across the bleachers, across from right from right to left. I mean, yeah. if they if the Cubs are seller this sellers this year, I don't care. Cup snake away, um, and then. Um, but I want to say one more thing about StubHub, about, uh, you know, you should use StubHub. And I know that they charge a lot in fees and everybody's like, oh, they charge so much in fees. Well, if you haven't bought tickets from the Cubs lately, right. I, their fees are actually higher than StubHub's fees. So, I, you know, 
I think they all all the fees suck. So you're gonna get it reamed either way. You might as well get reamed and get up, give us a dollar, and then we could pay fees to someone else. <laughs> and, right, and it's possible that you're actually helping, uh, you know, some fan that got stuck with a ticket and doesn't want to go and is actually taking a bath on that ticket or something, but at least they don't lose all of it. It's like, I mean, amazingly, this is where we're at with this bullshit is that we have to go to StubHub just to be good friends to our other fans. (laughs) Yeah, it's garbage. We're just, I mean, the whole society is built upon stealing from each other. So it's really just, it's it's just a difficult uh kind of way to be in general i'm actually looking up the tickets right now for tonight i know and crawley you and i are going to go to game two or we'll both be, be, be at the game and um i was gonna go tonight but you know to be honest like after after being there i went friday i went saturday and uh you know that that was uh that was kind of enough for me for a few days at this point you know like i was like all right that was garbage and left a kind of a bad taste in my mouth i'm looking at the Tickets to get in price right now sixteen dollars plus fees, so that's Whoa. where we're at for a game against Cleveland interleague. I mean, it's Monday, but you know, the, I guarantee that's way under face from what the Cubs are charging. Upper box infield, it's a great seat, twenty dollars plus fees. That's a great seat. So uh, yep. anyway, go down there. The fans are great. I got no problem with Cubs fans; they're fucking awesome. All right, Cleveland, they're coming up, and um, they won yesterday. And uh, they were uh, almost got swept by Pittsburgh. So, yikes! Uh, I, I, that sounds like something. That sounds like something the Cubs would do is get swept by Pittsburgh. But they almost did. They managed to win um, yesterday, and so uh, they are thirty nine and thirty in second place behind the Cubs. That's almost nice. That's uh, it's om- yeah. It's, uh, that's 69 30, 39 games. and thirty, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's 69 games. Second place behind the White Sox. Um, The Cubs got swept in a two-game set in Cleveland. They outscored us 5-3 to in both those games. So they were both low-scoring games. Um, They uh, got uh, swept by Baltimore recently. Wow. No, no, I'm sorry. No, they swept Baltimore. I'm sorry. I was going to say, man. (laughs) They swept Baltimore, but they almost got swept by Pittsburgh. So they've been playing pretty bad teams and uh, performing inconsistently, if that sounds familiar. And what's interesting is they don't have – they only have a plus, I think, three run differential right now. So their Pythag is only – like they're only supposed to be, you know, basically a 500 team, and they're not. So – they're getting by. Uh, their offense is worse than the Cubs. They have 691 OPS to Cubs 706. Uh, Cubs are just average as far as OPS goes. Indians are in the bottom third. Cubs have hit the fifth most homers, all solo shots. Um, Indians, <laughs> right. pretty average. Indians have the fifth fewest walks. They don't walk. Cubs are only average in the walks department where they used to be good. Cubs have the sixth most strikeouts, surprising nobody. Indians have the fourth fewest strikeouts. They don't strike out much. They don't walk much. They don't strike out much. They put the ball in play. Cubs and Indians are ninth and tenth in stolen bases, so that's top third of the league. And uh, the Cubs have outscored the Indians by only, I guess it would be after you count yesterday's uh, low-scoring performance by both teams. Uh, I think they've only scored like 14 more runs than uh, Cleveland. 
overall. They've been getting it done uh, with the pitching, kind of. I guess that's how they're hanging around. And the AL Central is maybe even worse than the NL Central, the um, except for the White Sox. Three eighties. The, the Twins are bad. The Tigers are the Tigers bad. Tigers are bad. Yeah. So uh, the Cubs, uh, they have a three eighty four team ERA to the Indians four nineteen. The Cubs a little bit better. Both teams are just about average, league average. Our bullpens. Uh, Cubs have the number one bullpen in the majors. Uh, that's uh, with a two sixty seven earned run average. The Indians have the fifth best bullpen. So if they have a lead, watch out. They can shut it down. They have a three forty three earned run average. Uh, Cubs are second in strikeouts out of the bullpen. Indians are fourth. Uh, Cubs are third worst in walking guys out of the pen. Indians are tenth worst. Cubs have the fifth fewest home runs given up by the bullpen. Indians tenth fewest. Cubs lead the league. I thought this was interesting stat with 25 hit by pitches out of the pen. And so um, our pen is hit 25 guys. Yes. Oh, oh. And by the way, speaking of that, get ready for that number to go up because today is deadline day for sticky stuff. Like today <laughs> it's supposed to start being in supposed to start being enforced for real. No sticky stuff. So let's see what happens tonight. I mean, we may see some players die today. Well, it's interesting you bring up sticky stuff because the Cardinals, if you include all pitchers, starters as well, because I just, that Cubs are number one in the bullpen of hit by pitches. The Cardinals are number one overall, and they have 54 hit by pitches on the season. 54. And there's and, a huge drop off to the Cubs, which is number two in hit by pitches when you include everybody. And that's 44. 10 less. I mean, that's And Yadier Molina had to call 911 the other day because he was stuck to his bed. He actually just could not get out. <laughs> the uh, Cubs, uh, the Indians are league average exactly in errors. They have a lower defensive efficiency ratio than the Cubs. At 696, the Cubs have a 707, so we're still up above 700. So we're looking good. Um, Indians are number one in caught stealing right now, so uh, don't look for the Cubs to uh, be running too much. Uh, the Cubs are actually below average, and that's you know kind of a reference to uh, being slow to the plate. It's probably all Jake games. So uh, little Yumper writes in, Crawley fall asleep? I didn't get a lot of sleep last night. Yeah, he was yeah. Uh, in the suburbs. And, Tornado. yeah, by the way, yeah, anybody who was affected by that, uh, hey, we're our thoughts are with you. Like, that was pretty rough. That's scary It, it stuff. hit about 30 minutes from my house. I go to bed. I'm, I, I'm in a deep slumber. And the, the, that, those alarms. So not only does my wife's alarm go off, then the alarm goes off on my phone. And then we're like both like half asleep. We're like, do we do anything? And all of a sudden, like, then we hear the air raid siren shit going off. We're like, all right, get the kids, get in the basement. And then the worst part is, is my basement's being done, so there's no furniture. There's nothing down there, just a concrete floor. It's like, oh, God. You're just sitting there at midnight on the floor. My basement's 160 years old. <laughs> so when when we have to go into the basement, like, we had just moved here, and I had to take my son down there and leave him. By himself with the dogs in the pitch black. Oh my it was, it was, he's, he's fucking just, he's still like, we, we open that door to the basement and he flinches. It's like, <laughs> it's like where they keep the dead bodies. So, uh, it, well, the weather was bad 
yesterday, last last night. It was good all weekend, and it's uh, it's going to be really nice today um, for the game. Nice. It's 69 degrees of, uh, of a high, although it feels uh, worse than that because it's uh, humid. And then tomorrow's going to be beautiful, 75, but it doesn't look like either one of these games are going to get rained out, so that's good news for us. I hope maybe <laughs> if we will manage to win them. Um, and game one, we're going up against Aaron Savali, who's a 10 and two with a 348. And Alzali is going to go out there for the Cubs. He's back from injury. So that is some more good news for us. Uh, hopefully, Adbert's good again. And uh, let's take a look at Savali's games. He went out there and he sucked against Baltimore. Um, Although they managed to win the game, he gave up five runs in five innings. But the time before that, he gave up one hit through eight against Seattle and struck out 11. That was his best start of the year. So um, I don't know. He'll go deep into the games. He usually averages probably around 100 pitches. So um, Cubs got a Cubs got their work cut out for him tonight. They haven't seen him much either. Um, you know, Hayward's got a hit. Baez has a hit, but no, no extra base hits in there. Or no, there's one. N- Nico Horner, who won't be there. He's got, a, he's got a double. <laughs> but, but yeah. So unfortunately, um, it, it does, it's not looking. It's going to look tough tonight. Um, and then, um, uh, did we face Savali? No, no, we, I don't think we did. Yeah, we, we we lucked out. Didn't face him. No. And then Alzali, he hasn't pitched since June seventh, so he was out a couple weeks. Uh, he got taken out of that one ostensibly because of the injury um, where he walked five and uh, gave up four earned runs and only three innings. But he was good before that. Didn't give up more than three runs except for the first time he went out there in April, April 6th. So, uh, you know, the last time he went out there against the Padres, only one run, uh, five innings pitched. Uh, you'll see how deep they let him go into games. Um, he's good against Cincinnati. He went seven against St. Louis. Uh, you know, he's he's been good. I mean, I, I like what I see out of him. And um, he actually did pitch against Cleveland last time, and he was okay. He struck out six in six innings, three earned runs, five hits against Cleveland. And here's how the Indians uh, do against him. Cesar Hernandez has a home run. Jose Ramirez has a home run. And then pretty much nobody else has done all that much. So uh, game two. Eli Morgan, who the Cubs have never seen, which, uh, you know, you know how that goes. Uh, he, this is probably a bullpen game. I don't know. He doesn't go very deep. I, he's definitely starting the game, but he only went uh, 3.2 innings against Baltimore, gave up three runs, and then he only went uh, – and he was really bad against Toronto on May 28th. Six earned runs, eight hits, uh, didn't, couldn't even get out of the third inning. So uh, he's not very good, and he's very young. The Cubs haven't seen him. And then um, Hendo's going to go out there for the game. We'll be at Crawley. Ho- hopefully we're picking a good one here. We got Hendo versus versus a dude that's been nothing but terrible. So <laughs> what's uh, up? Hendo uh, went out there against the Mets. He was the stopper. Two hitter, six innings pitch, struck out seven. Uh, he's been good in his last few starts. Hasn't given up more than three runs since May 9th against Pittsburgh when he sucked. And, uh, you know, hopefully Hendo's just back to can get it that ERA under four, shut him down. Eli Morgan sucks, and we win uh, both games. Um, here's what the uh, tr- the Tribe does against uh, Kyle Hendricks. Um, Austin Hedges 
has a home run, but he's only batting 143. Cesar Hernandez has seen him the most. He's four for 17 with the double, which is not good. It's a 235 batting average. And um, I don't know. No, nobody else has really seen him all that much. Jose Ramirez got a, got a hit, double. Not much to see. Right. So uh, good weather. Good game tonight, I think. Tight one, maybe. And tomorrow, hopefully, just a total like we put a we put a Marlins drubbing on the on the um, the Native Americans. It's all you can do, man. And so it's always fun. Like I said, every time you face Cleveland, we'll always think about uh, 2016, greatest memory for most of us Cub fans. But you really just want to see this offense get jump started, and not only just jump started, it's just consistency. You're going to go through your ups and downs during the 162-game season. It's not a problem. The problem is is you can't have your four superstars all slumping at the same time and be like, it's just not going to work. You need, you need them to snap out of this and, and get it together. Yeah, it's confounding how they, it really is. I, I don't think, you know, when they, Theo said the offense broke, we all kind of knew what that meant, and then they didn't fix it well they did with like nico horner well no, on accident on accident they, they didn't fix that they, shit yeah they, they even they do you do recall that nico horner was not on the opening day roster yeah david Bodie no was the unanimous decision, decision to play that position even though he hardly ever played that position and when they called him up originally it was because they ran out of shortstops yeah yep exactly so it's just like you know just strange um, a couple of uh, quick announcements. Just um, first of all, everybody that's our Patreon supporter, thank you. Uh, you guys are awesome. And if you're not a Patreon supporter, you should be because we're always trying to think of ways to uh, enhance the Patreon experience and give you more for your money. So Michael's uh, made a uh, Discord server, and uh, I'm kind of learning more about it. And it's basically chat it's just like facebook except it's on discord and we're in control of what's happening what we get to see and so we have a patreon only chat there i've now added it to the perks that every at every single level you'll automatically get that link and invite to our server and uh, it's just kind of a super rancher uh perk yeah super rancher server and uh we can actually, even though we mainly do text, uh, you know, game chats in there, we can actually do uh, voice audio. game chats. Yeah. We can do an audio where we pop in there and everybody can talk, and, and that's kind of fun. And honestly, um, there may be some possibilities of uh, sharing a screen or two so that we're all watching the same uh, program that, we will not mention <laughs> um, re- reruns of Sanford and Son. Yes, exactly. Sweet. My heart, my heart. I'm coming for you. Esther. <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah. So become a Patreon supporter, patreon.com slash sunranto. It's a dollar a month. You can pay for it all at once. And then it's $10 for the whole year. You even get a stupid discount, even though you don't even need one. Cause it's so cheap. It costs less to be for, it costs less to be a Patreon supporter uh, than it does for one beer at Wrigley Field. You know yes. what I mean? Per year. I mean, it's ridiculous. So uh, just do it. Everybody should do it. Uh, all right. Um, so, yeah. Uh, also, next Bleacher Bum Band show. I don't have it in front of me, but it's going to be – we're all open. Everything's open now. Um, and the next Bleacher Bum Band show will be on July 24th. 
Uh, that's after the Diamondbacks and Cubs play. It's great. I mean, normally I thought, I'm like, oh, look, we're going to play the Marlins and we're going to play the Diamondbacks. They'll all be wins. Everybody will be in a good mood because those teams aren't good. And then what happened? We got our asses handed to it. Bleacher bump band had to go on anyway. And that was just a disaster. So, okay. um, all right. Let's, uh, let's, uh, oh, I, oh, we have to do the uh, temperature check, don't we? That's, yeah. Yeah. It's my most, this is my favorite new drug. Today we're going to talk about taking a rectal temperature. Do we have to take it rectally? Yes. Oh, we are taking it rectally. Oh. Holy shit. We're yeah. taking it rectally. All weekend. Uh, by the way, Danny, with the correct uh, one and two against the Marlins the last time we did this temperature check. Yeah. So it sounds like your asshole is the most correct asshole on this podcast. Yeah. I think <laughs> I, I think I am the, the most correct asshole on the cast. So, so I'll, what do you go, got? I'll go first and say I'm, I'll go first and say this is a split. We lose tonight, win tomorrow. That's what I'm going to say. I'm going to say uh, yeah, yeah. Let's hear we, it in the you, chat you should too. win both of it. It's got to be. It's got to be. It's going to be fucking one on one. Nothing. I, nothing to get excited about. I am going to. I'm, I'm going to try to will the Cubs to win and and go Cubs take two nothing. That is what I believe is going to happen. The bats finally emerge from their slumber. And they, they, they spray the ball around the field. God, I'd love so. to see that. Yeah, I, I completely hope I'm wrong, obviously. And I, as, as I hoped, I was wrong about the Marlins series. Well, in Crawley, if they do start to spray the ball around the field, they will win both games. That is the fucking winning combination is getting hits, not just fucking swinging out of their shoes all the time. So uh, these flexing cubes... Let me hit it because I got to go. Yeah, you go. I, I was just going to say, you yep. go because I know you have to leave. We're, we're right on the number, man. This is like perfect timing. So, okay. Uh, saw this one from Darius. Uh, happy Father's Day to every father who didn't raise a White Sox fan. And I just <laughs> thought that was some, some great trolling right there. Wonderful. Uh, do you have another one if you want to get it out there? Nope. That's it. I'm going to be gone. Uh, Spagog, everybody. Uh, you know, I hope to see you in the, the, the Discord server later. Yeah, so. I enjoyed it in there. I'm going to learn more how it works. Cool. So, yeah. All right. I'm later, like guys. Old, old man with technology. All right. Bye, Michael. Um, so I got, I got one here, and this was during one of the blowouts. Uh, Nathan Sneed on the, um, the Ranters page. Uh, just remarks that Pat Hughes is quoting Chinese proverbs now. So, I mean, that's, that's how bad the game got that, you know, he's, you know, Pat Hughes is uh, doing Confucius, Confucius uh, sayings, I guess. (laughs) This was, again, when we talk about what's going on in the bleachers and everyone's just there for the party, they're back. Wrigley's a hundred percent. This, this is a visual one right here. I thought it was pretty funny. Probably a really important text, Cubs versus Marlins. If you see this picture, there's a home run ball, and this this female is looking at her phone, and that ball is about two feet from her head. Yeah, she she had no idea it's coming in at her. She just uh, she's on Snapchat. She's snapping. <laughs> so then, uh, I, I, man, Steve Trout. I don't know if you follow him on Facebook, but uh, you know he's he's a little QAnon right now. Like Steve Trout is is really kind of uh, off his. Off his uh, rocker, I would say, uh, and 
he is, you know, g- goes on about Biden uh, losing. His, he needs to take a cognitive test and all this stuff. And his leadership is scary at the G7 and all this stuff. All shit, by the way, that Steve Trout doesn't know about. Steve Trout doesn't know anything. Like, Steve Trout is probably one of the dumbest humans that ever existed, but he thinks he's smart, which is a dangerous combination. Um, so, but then, so he goes on and on. It's one of those, like, you know, crazy Uncle Facebook posts that, that you see from time to time. And then somebody, Kevin Tina Craig, writes, Your mindless drivel is achieving new heights. And I I just enjoyed that people are just coming after Steve. I find it funny because Steve Trout is one of the weirdest whacked out guys you'll meet. Nice guy, was very friendly, but even back then beyond any of that, he was always kind of strange. Our friend Discipio.com has a picture of Tom Ricketts evilly cackling. Looks like the guys are buying back to my plan. (laughs) <laughs> back into my plan <laughs> yeah guys bad yeah but and the plan being of course to lose baseball games um anthony rizzo had a tough day on the base pass y'all the other day he got picked off second and that was really stupid and i made the joke rizzo makes it back if vaccinated and uh kyle said he'd have a shot at least <laughs> to make it and then there was two great ones on that same uh comment i said rizzo makes it back if, va- if vaccinated and jody porter says he really doesn't like being safe does he a <laughs> couple of really great puns there great great job so there's a guy i, lo- I like his account it's uh the daily uh daily cub that he writes about and uh, he'll have a different Cub every day. Some of them you'll know. Some of them you'll don't. Sometimes he goes thematically. This is a guy in Cubs history that I forgot about. So for the Daily Cub, it was Mike Tyson. And uh, I can't read the name right now. Zach Hoyer says, I forgot what he looked like before the face tattoo. <laughs> but it, but it's, it's obviously not Iron Mike Tyson. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Mike Tyson was, a, I believe he was a second baseman, Mike, in the early 80s, maybe? 82, roughly. 82, yeah, that's right when I started watching, about 82. And, uh, yeah, I, I remember him, and he, he kind of looks like Keith Moreland with a mustache. It's <laughs> kind of with a, you know, one of those 70 shaggy bull haircuts. Um, uh, I don't have another one. I'll finish it up then. Uh Brandon Lee, B. Lee Internets writes, he's he's talking about the storms in the area. Power still out. Me. He's talking to his mom. Does your phone have a charge at least? Mom says, I'm at 69%, which isn't bad. Me, resisting every single urge in the goddamn world. You're right. It's not bad. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it, it's funny. One time I made it, I, I said nice in front of my mom during like somebody said 69 and I said nice and everybody laughed, including my mother. And like, I was like, does she get this joke or is she just laughing because everybody else is laughing? What <laughs> like, I was like, you know, I don't even care. Like, I'm just going to let that go. Like, you know, I don't, I don't need to know. I don't need to have a discussion with my mother of what 69 is. Don't want to go there. Um, Shout out to Southside Mikey. He's a South. He's a Sox fan, but he's also the drummer of the Bleacher Bump Band, and he loves playing Cubs music regardless. But we played "Fuck the Cardinals" at the gig on Saturday, and he made a special cowbell. I want you to check this out. This is me playing this special cowbell. Um, he made it's yellow, and he and he uh, attached a cardinal that he drew to the cowbell. So now we can. Um, uh, 
I can play fuck the Cardinals while beating on a actual Cardinals. So thank you, Mikey. And uh, once again, get well soon, Scott. Uh, I hope everybody you know, didn't have too much trouble with the uh, the uh, hur- uh, hurricanes, uh, tornadoes that blew through. Like, so be safe, everybody. And uh, I don't know, Spagog. Spookog. This team called Cubs. They won't get vaccine shots. This team called Cubs. They sure get hurt a lot getting injured. A crazy little team called Cubs. This team called Cubs. At home, fly the W flag, but on the road, they never hit and piss the games away. They're inconsistent, a crazy little team called Cubs. When they're at Wrigley, they know how to win at home, got enough pitching, and half the Cubs starting lineup are playing for their next contract. Rizzo's a fool, unvaxxed, Hayward is still really bad, but the bullpen's been fine, without the Cubs out of the trade deadline, not spending money, a crazy little team called Cubs, a crazy little team called Cubs, a crazy little team called Cubs, unvaccinated team called Cubs. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast.